Music Mornings with your host, DJ Hopper. All the way live, worldwide, dash one. Hey, good morning, people. Welcome into the morning. Uh, we hope that you are well. We hope that you are not in bed sick. But shout out to my people that are... Everybody who's there who's nursing a cold or a flu, including some of my Music Morning staff. Nick is sick. Rory is sick. Man, they're all sick. But I, I got Chanel who's here, and she's not sick. She's, she's <laughs> I'm feeling well. good. I'm well. I'm here. How I'm are you? Fresh. I'm so not fresh. I'm like totally <laughs> hiding behind my glasses right now. But I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah, and I'm happy to have you. We are going to play two of your records here I- in a moment and mm-hmm. get into all of that. But I want to... Talk a little bit about your journey and what brought you here and all of that. So mm-hmm. I read something like um, you started singing in your dad's karaoke bar. Karaoke? Yeah. Yes, I'm a karaoke baby. That's why when anybody asks me if I want to go to karaoke these days, I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. Um, I was born in Malaysia and um, yeah, he. I was like five or six or something when he opened the first one. Right. And yeah. so you grew up around that. I grew up around that, and then um, and then I moved to Australia when I was like ten. Okay. And then I was there, and my mom put me a whole bunch of singing competitions and stuff. Yeah. And did you know? I mean, at what point did you know that you wanted to sing, or was this more of a thing that like your parents were like, ah, you should really do this? You know, I don't even really recall like when I thought to myself like I want to be a singer. Um, I think it's just always been a part of it and it's always talked about in the family like just that's just who I was and what I did but professionally speaking it wasn't until I finished high school because I was in a top 40 band for like years and all this and I lived in Perth you know and Perth is like the most isolated city in the world mm. never did I think I didn't even think I could make it to Sydney right you know so right. um you know my mom told me to to get into to uni which I did and um, MySpace was popping back then, and I was producing my own stuff, and I put it on MySpace, and somebody found me on there, and that's how I got my first deal in New York. Man. <laughs> it's crazy. Shout out to MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace, MySpace was, was it, though. I mean, I remember uh, connecting with people over MySpace, and I mean, as a DJ, I remember getting gigs even through MySpace and connecting mm-hmm. with artists. I feel like SoundCloud became that next generation of that. Yeah, um, it was. S- it wasn't exactly the same, but it was close. Don't you reckon MySpace is still way better, like the way it's set up? Um, it's hard to say. I think. I think some of me. I think if we, if I were to go back there right now and uh-huh. and open up MySpace now, mm-hmm. I think we'd probably laugh at the layout of it all. Maybe, maybe. I just I just loved how easy it was to access. Like you could see the person's picture. You got all the songs there. Like that's really all I'm talking about. That right. I miss. You know. Right. SoundCloud is like, it's cool. It's cool. No, no, like, you know, I'm not trying to like, no right. shade on that. <laughs> believe, believe me, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm a fan of SoundCloud, but, but not like that. You won't offend me. Uh, <laughs> it's just interesting, though. We were talking a little bit off air of, of how things have changed quite a bit. And I think you've been able to sort of see some of that change happen throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, to you, I guess, how have you been able to like roll with that? Because you, you've, You've been busy. You you had a huge year last year. You put out two albums last year. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I kind of, throughout my years in the music industry, I feel like I'm, I don't know why, but it's like I've been like just missing the mark. And what I mean by that is like when I just started getting into the industry, albums did not sell as much. It started to like decrease in sales because like all of this online stuff started right. to pop, you know? Right. 
And so it's like every time like I'm about to put out like new music, some new thing happens, you know, that we have to learn some new technology. Like, you know, like when Spotify came out, it was just like, oh, well, what's this, you know? Right. And a lot of my music, um, you know, I've been blessed to have been working in Japan for the last 10 years. Um, but, you know, Spotify only got popular like last year. Right. It's crazy, you know? 70 million、uh, people now on Spotify. 70 million that's people.、Insane. That's a lot of people. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's just about like everything's moving so much faster now. It's like, what's the new thing? You know, I feel like even labels are like having to like keep up. And which,、oh, who do we、sure. jump on the bandwagon with today? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know.、Uh, there will be some new technology that is developed. That's without a doubt. There'll be some new、right. technology in the next couple of years. So it's just crazy. I, f- I feel like what it really has done too is.、Um, Really tested the resiliency of certain artists, right?、Mm-hmm. Like, if you've been out for a while,、um, it's really about being able to maneuver, yet at the、right. same time, also figure out like, where are your fans? Who are your fans? How do you speak directly to them?、Mm-hmm. You found some success in Japan. Yeah. Of, of, of all places. I mean, you've lived, you've <laughs> lived in multiple places. You mentioned Australia and Malaysia.、Mm-hmm. How did the Japan thing come into the equation? Well, when I got signed to、um, Virgin, that became Capital in New York,、um, we put out a single called I Fell in Love with a DJ. And we toured, like, you know, we did the whole radio, 40 city run radio thing.、Um, but, you know, the song didn't pick up the way that they wanted.、Mm. And, but in Japan, it was so crazy because I thought it was the end of the world for me. And Japan just kept calling, like, we want Chanel, we want Chanel. So I went over. And I just, it was like a movie, man.、Huh. Because, like, the song was huge. And I was like, what? Right. Are you serious? <laughs> right. It was that huge, you know? And I remember Mims was, Mims,、um, This is Why I'm Hot was、oh, really yes, big then, yep, too. Yep. So the both of us kind of went out there and, you know, did our thing.、Um, but it was after that that was what was miraculous, you know, because I don't speak any Japanese.、Um, and I grew a, a really good relationship with my rep.、Mm. And after I released that first single into the album,、um, I then experimented with singing Japanese music. Huh. And it started off like they had the idea of, like, <laughs> and I remember I was, I just moved to LA. I was broke and I'm like, oh my God, I really need to pay rent. I don't know how this is going to work. And they called me and said, hey, Chanel, you know, do you want to、um, do, do a cover album? And a cover album of Japanese songs that I had to write in English. I'm like,、Whoa. sure, how much you guys paid me? Right. <laughs> You're like, I'll take whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. And I was calculating. I was like, all right, you know, yeah, that'll cover my rent for like, you know, two months. <laughs>、um, and that, and, Can I cuss online? Yeah. And that shit blew up. Yeah. And like,、um, it was insane. It was unexpected. It was kind of scary because it wasn't really my lane of music, you know?、Mm-hmm. It was kind、mm-hmm. of like the moneymaker thing for me. Sure.、Um, and at the same time, I get to like, you know, continue singing and, and t- you know, and grow fans, you know? And、right. that was, it was like better the magic than working at、it. Starbucks or exactly, whatever. Exactly.、Right. You know, so there w a s definitely pros and cons to it. By the way, no diss to anybody who's a barista at Starbucks. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Go, my Starbucks people. Can't right, live without y'all. Right.、Um, and then, right after that, after that album, we experimented with me singing in Japanese. Okay. And then I released my first、um, J pop album, which was half English and half Japanese. And that did really well. So, are you, are you fluent in Japanese now? I'm telling、though? you, I don't speak it, man. Still don't speak it, but you can sing it. I can sing it.、Apparently. Right, which is, which is cool because I think like, we see that a lot with. Um, artists that come from you know, another country in which English is not their first language, and then they start singing, and it sounds just like 
you know, a girl from West Hollywood would be singing and you're just, and then you talk to them and you're like, wait, where did the accent go? How do you not know how to speak this language? But I guess this is the same for right. you and Japanese. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I know a couple words here and there, but yeah, I just don't know. Like people tell me all the time that I must have a good ear or something. Right. You right, know? Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's just how funny how some things happen in a person's life. And it's just all a part of my story. Um, and I'm sure one day looking back, you know, it's going to be like, I get it. Right. right. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Right. But it's hard when you're when you're in the middle of all of this. It's hard to figure out, like, why is this happening? Right. Why did this take this turn or that turn? Exactly. Right. Hindsight is twenty twenty for sure. Yeah, man. For uh, sure. Well, I want to get into some of this music that uh, you've got. You put out this EP. Tell us a little bit more about the EP before uh, we get into some of these songs. I want to end up playing criminal but tell us about the full ep what is it called calm before the storm right well calm before the storm only because i'm going to be releasing uh the next batch of music after that it's kind of like the warm-up you know the appetizer right um after i finished my deal in japan because i had like a five album deal when i completed that i took a major risk because they wanted to continue for me to do j-pop and i no longer had any heart in that. Uh. Um, and I was really excited to start on, you know, making new music. It was scary, sure. you know, because I had to come home and I wasn't really sure what the hell was going to happen if I was ever going to get in the deal. But I definitely was going to be much more content doing that than continuing on with J-pop. Mm. So when I came back, I spent a year creating that. You know, I got together with um, a really uh, amazing, talented producer friend of mine named Mario, who goes by the, is by the name of Silver Age. And um, we got together and we wrote like probably about 30 songs, man. Wow. And, um, and then, you know, we broke it down to like 12 songs at the listening party. <laughs> <laughs> I did my own listening party. It was really dope. Um, everybody wrote their comments down. Just super old school kind of listening parties. Yeah, okay. It wasn't the kind of listening party where people come in and like just, you know, they're just dancing to the music right. and drinking. It was, it was so personal and amazing. Like, mm. oh, it was so great. And so when that happened, I got a, I, I, around that time, I got the call from Universal. It's like, Chanel, you know, have you got new music? And I'm like, yeah, but y'all don't want to hear it. You told me for years that you guys don't want to do anything new and experiment. So, right. and then they said, can you just send it over? So I'm like, all right. So they did. And then they said, hey, we want to help license the album. Hmm. I'm like, okay. You know, right. so when that happened, I then also got a call to you know, put out another another Japanese album. So that's why I released two albums last year. Mm. So whilst I was doing that, I was putting the EP together of that song of those songs out of the twelve songs out here. And that's how Calm Before the Storm happened. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Um the so really this is a movement into the sound that you want to be working on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's like I've never been in, in the most authentic space in my life. Mm. You know, and that was definitely um a magical experience and i just want to continue on from there you know nice so. nice well i want to get into some of this i'm uh we've got criminal queued up ready to go <laughs> uh give us a quick little bit about criminal um criminal is a song i wrote with my really good friend and writing partner cj um you know i have a lot of elements of urban like uh what's the word i'm looking for i'm just really influenced by a lot of urban music growing up mm -hmm. but i'm also very pop right um and i'm also very i just am a very 
deep person, let's put it that way. Okay. And I just love sad sounding songs. But this particular song, I wanted to kind of portray like the woman's side. You know, we're always talking about how men do this to us and how, you know, mm. fucked up they are and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's time to kind of be a little honest about how like we can be really messed up sometimes, you know? Interesting. So here we are, like as much as we bitch and we see all this stuff, we still need you guys. Right, like, <laughs> right, right. And it's criminal not to have you in my life. That's that's how the song came about. There so. we go. <laughs> Chanel is here. We've got criminal. This is Music Mornings. DJ Hoppa, don't go anywhere. I admit that I could be a little overbearing at times. It feels like I don't need you in the middle And you get frustrated Cause I
Don't go anywhere. We got Chanel hanging out with us. She's got another song off her EP. We're going to play in just a few. But first, Cheat Codes, Nikki Romero, Sober. Let's go. It's been a while since I thought about you. It's been a while. Have you thought about me too? I'm meeting him at the place that we used to. It's been a while since I thought about you. God, he almost looks like you in the dark. Sitting in the same corner at the bar. Yeah, we took so many shots, we went too hard. God, he almost looks like you in the dark. He ordered a drink before I could notice that Jack and Coke brought us into focus. I took a sip, it tasted just like it used to. It's been a while since I thought about you. I wouldn't say it's sober, but the truth is coming out. I didn't miss you. Sit down. Who 
that nigga thinking that he frontin' on me, man. Get the fuck off my stage, I'm the same man. Get the fuck off my dick, that ain't right. I make a play fucking up your whole life. I'm so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Everone with your pride. Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. Still a take you down right on your mama couch and polo sack. Hey, this shit way too crazy. Hey, you do not amaze me. Hey, I blew cool from AC. Hey, Obama just pace me. Hey, I don't fabricate it. Hey, most of y'all be faking. Hey, I stay modest about it. Hey, she elaborated. Hey, this that great poop on that AV on that TED talk. Watch my soul speak, you let the meds talk, ayy If I kill a nigga, it won't be the alcohol, ayy I'm the realest nigga after all, bitch, be humble Hold up, bitch, sit down Be humble Hold up, bitch, sit down Be humble Bitch, sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble Sit down yeah we are we are back in here we're just talking about what our plans are what we're, what we're about to do Chanel's telling me she's got a lot of stuff going on folks she's got a lot of stuff going on a lot of places to be uh she's here hanging out with me in studio uh that last one obviously kendrick be humble uh if you didn't catch this earlier cardi b surpassing beyonce first woman to have five top 10 singles on hot r&b hop uh hip-hop chart Amazing. crazy joining drake and kendrick lamar both uh who also have made that honor. But Chanel is here, and we've been talking about uh, your music. We've been talking about your journey. Yes. Um, and it's been fascinating to hear what started back in Australia, essentially, on yeah. MySpace. Yeah. Uh, and now here we are. Here we are. Let us know um, a little nice bit. Journey. Yeah, let us know a little bit more about, like, those moments. You, you shared a little bit about this where you came back to L.A., uh, you're trying to figure out like what's going to happen next. Kind of felt like your back was against the wall. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people that often, you know, go through that, especially a lot of creatives that can go through that. And you're somebody who's who's been able to persevere through that, mm-hmm. been able to get to the other side of that. Yeah. Talk talk somebody through that a little bit here. I mean, honestly, like the whole phrase of don't give up is really real. Like you really have to grow some sort of thick skin, especially if like that's just all you ever want to do like I just have been so blessed to have had this career over in Japan you know and growing my fans in that way and even though I was doing different music it still also allowed for me to get into creation mode um what's scary is not knowing what's going to happen right you know it's like I have to continually ask myself like if money wasn't involved would I still be doing this and the answer is always yes. It's like, what huh. else am I supposed to do? You know, like, right. it's like, I'm just going to give up and do what? You're right. still going to come back and do this. Right. You know, it's just like, I just believe that, you know, the universe is constantly going to like pull you back to what you are truly meant to do continuously. Mm. And you have to listen to that. Right. You have to listen to that. And it's going to feel like shit sometimes. And you may not know what's going to happen or whatever, but you got to, you know, you got to just, like you said, persevere and keep doing whatever it takes, you know, and remember that there's no one formula, Mm. you know, that that's really 
one of the main points that I think you've made even today is that there isn't one main formula. And oftentimes people think there's a formula. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. and, and that is, I think, sometimes where people get stuck mm-hmm. because that what's meant for you isn't necessarily meant for somebody else. Right. I mean, there was one point where everybody was like, yeah, you know, like ages ago. Yeah, you got to sit in a demo. I remember when I was in Australia and my mom was like, you know, you know, don't you want to like, get, you know, do it professionally? I was like, yeah, but what do I do? Where do I start? And all I heard was you got to send a demo into the label so that they could hear your music. And so I thought, okay, well, I got to find a producer. And that was very like, uh, uh, uh. Linear, very linear. Right. right. But today, man, there's so many different ways. You know, mm-hmm. people got their own YouTube channel. You know, people are out selling music on the streets. You know, streaming. There's so much online stuff. Like, there's Instagram. There's Facebook. There's, oh, it's just there's so many outlets. Yeah. It yeah. could be a con, though. You know, like sure. the pros and cons. Like, the cons of that is now online is just bombarded and, and you know independent artist just has all this freedom and all of the all of these resources so <laughs> so that's like the cons to it sure. too you know yeah, so yeah. yeah yeah sometimes too many choices is not a good thing either yeah right exactly I, I think regardless though it's, it is about finding finding who you are mm-hmm. finding what it is that you want to say and then finding a way to just go out and say it and just do it and be able to like prove to yourself that you can do it and pick up some momentum. And I think it's funny because once things are in motion, mm-hmm. then now everybody wants to jump on board, right? Like, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, you got something going over there. How do we yeah. be, how, do, how are we getting down? Yeah, there's no more developing artists. There's no more like a whole team of people, you know, doing it. It's, it's all on you. And it's, I love what you just said because it's so true. It's like, if you remember your why, that's another reason for what's going to keep you going. Like, why are you doing this? Mm. You know, every artist is going, their whole main purpose is to inspire. All of us are doing the same thing. But how are you inspiring? What is your background? You know, what kind of people are going to be, like, attracted to your story? I mean, I come from Malaysia. I, I don't really know many Asians that are already doing this. Mm. I mean, I shouldn't say that. There's plenty of people right. that are doing what I'm doing. But there hasn't been really, like, an Asian artist that's, like, exploded worldwide right. like that. Right. So that could, that's probably, well, it is one of my things that's, like, kind of pushing me every day. Like, hey, you know, you could be that one that inspires all the, all your peoples. Right, um, right. Just to show, like, I'm so, like, adamant about proving, like, that... It is possible. Like, how is this impossible? It's not impossible. It's, it's not. Yeah, right. It's not impossible. It's, uh, no, nothing is impossible. Yeah, right. you know, and it's just, and that's what keeps me going, you know. And I, I don't know how far I'm going to get. I just know that this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And sometimes that's all you need to know, right? And and I think, yeah, I feel like there's sometimes I, I obviously speak to a ton of artists and get a chance to work with a lot of different artists, and I think that. You know, there is some insecurity around that of like, well, where's this leading? Where am I? Where is this going to go? And sometimes being too strategic can be a bit of a pitfall. Exactly. It's all about the balance. Like, right. yeah, you can't be too strategic. You can't be too laxy daisy. Right. It's yeah. It's, it's like you have to have so many different <laughs> elements. You right. know? And you got to be able to do everything at once. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It is hard to be an artist these days. I mean, that part is absolutely true. And anybody who says that, you know, this is sort of a, a, a cushy job or, or an easy path in any which way, nah. it doesn't really fully understand what it means to be an artist. And I think a lot of times, you know, you see acts like we were just talking about Cardi B. You see somebody like Cardi B and you're like, oh, well, look, 
this girl was just on a reality TV show and now all of a sudden has top has five top ten singles. Well, that's the formula. That's all you need to do. We don't know the it's background. Like, nope. We right. don't know how long she's been doing this for. Like, we don't know the background story. Sister. And even then, sometimes there's just, that's her path. That's yeah. her journey. And that's yeah. not necessarily going to be anybody else's but hers. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, I'm so excited to have Chanel here in studio. We're playing some of the songs off of her EP, The Calm Before the Storm. Uh, this is for you, as you mentioned before, this is you moving into a different direction and almost like yeah. this real authentic right. self, finding this authentic self in you and allowing for this authentic voice to come out. Absolutely. Uh, no diss to any project that you put out before. And, no and, diss, no. And all of those <laughs> things were, you know, sort of a means to an end in some which way or a part of what needed to happen to even get to this point. Right? Yeah, you know, everything, you know, I believe that everything comes to an end at a certain point. Um, and this is that new journey and I'm really really grateful for that you know because everything that I've experienced in the last few years has allowed for me to even have the balls to do this you know right so you know there's been years I've been that artist where it's like okay let me just do what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. oh that's popping right now let me get on that I've been that artist right you know and now I'm in kind of like a space like just after a while you're just like no I'm just I'm just gonna do what I feel like is right <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and find some people that believe in that Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you've got this song with my buddy Conscience uh, called mm -hmm. Love You Like Me. Yeah. We're going to get into this one. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this record. Um, I don't know why. I feel like I I was born in like Jamaica in my past life or something. <laughs> but like like reggae and dance hall always somehow trickles back into my style of music somewhere, hmm. somehow. Um, and uh, so this has kind of elements to it. And when Conscious got on it, you really heard, you really heard the dance hall come out of it, right. you know? Because at first it kind of sounded like just, it was a band, uh, very band oriented. Um, it was popish, had a little bit of a tinge of that kind of reggae dance hall. But when he got on it, man, he just took it to another level and I love it. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about authenticity. I mean, that's, that's conscience. I mean, that's his world. I mean, he just yeah. breathes that. So exactly. obviously that'll, that comes out very naturally in the track. Right. Uh, content wise, love you like me lyrically. Um, well, you know, it was honestly a player. And I remember when, uh, Mario was, you know, creating the beat <laughs> and I was, I was next door cause it was two rooms in the, in the studio. And I think I wrote that song, like, I think it was really quick. You know, mm. it wasn't one of those, like, took all day songs. I think it only took, like, about half an hour to an hour to, like, put the idea down and everything. It was a play around, like, love you like me. You know, I remember the first words, you travel the world, looking for, looking for love. And then that was it. It just trickled down and I just continued writing a story, you know, about how, like, you can go around the world, dude. You can go search for all these girls, but no one can love you better than I. Right. So that was the concept. It was a play around. It was fun. And I... And that's how it just came up, yeah. Nice. Well, let's get right into it here. Love you like me, Chanel, and Conscience. Here we go. We're getting right into it. Don't go anywhere. We've also got Craigslist coming up. You're going to do Craigslist with oh us, right? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you about that. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It sounds like you've already found some things <laughs> online. Um, I love it. I love it. Do not go anywhere. Chanel hanging out with us here in studio on Dash Radio. This one, Love You Like Me featuring Conscience. Let's go. Tell me I'm crazy, but I know what 
on Dash One. Looking like Beyonce dressed in kabaya. She don't slow down and she won't stay quiet. Called her up, this you, hey girl, here by the resoon. Said, give me ten, I live down the east soon. Hold up, that's a guarantee. Wild night, Singapore girl, tap the stick for the whole ride. Won't matter who she with, it's the same night. No sleep, boozy up, crazy, the best kind. Music mornings with your host DJ Hopper all the way live worldwide dash one. Yep, we're back up in here. Chanel is here. We've been talking about uh, her music. We've been playing a couple of records. We're gonna get into Craigslist, which I'm really excited about to do with you. Tell me what you're. 
All right, you got to okay, tell okay, me real okay, quick okay. before we get. Okay. Don't read it to me yet, but like, yes, tell yes, me, yes, yes. tell me what happened when Chris told you. We okay, were first doing of this. all, I didn't even know that that existed. Right. On Craigslist, right? Right. Um, I was honestly, I'm not even exaggerating. I was so mind blown at like the kind of messages that are written on there, the kind of pictures that are posted. I'm like, why aren't like the police? All over this, the the amount of creepiness and nastiness and scariness, like it was just, I was I was going crazy, and I felt crazy having to like look for one that's funny because all of them were just ew, they were just nasty. Were you looking specifically in LA? Where were you looking? It was just LA. I couldn't even right. move on to the next thing, the next right. city. You know what I mean? It was oh, it was man. nuts. I just cannot believe. It. And I and I told Chris, I was like. If I walk out of Trader Joe's now, it's going to be different. Because anybody that looks at me, right. I'm going to be gonna thinking be like, like you're be, crazy. Don't be putting this on. <laughs> yeah, don't like, be putting this on Craigslist. Yo, people are crazy. They are crazy. Oh. They are very crazy. Um, and this is a part of the reason why we do it. But there are a few good people that are out there that are looking for love. <laughs> There's a few that are genuine that are like, hey, I really want to find that person and I was just too shy. Occasionally that happens. Oh my gosh. Um, but we are going to do Craigslist in just a minute but I do have a couple of news things that I want to get into uh, with you Chanel even yeah. while you're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that you were from Australia. I just mentioned this to you that a drone came to the rescue of two swimmers in Australia. That's dope. This is the first time that this has happened. Uh, there is a let me see. It's a $16 million, gover- $16 million government program wow. that has created this drone. It, they were on a training exercise with the drone when they spotted two swimmers in distress in the water. Wow. Uh, so this wasn't even ready to go necessarily, but they wanted to get out there and save this. It was in the vicinity. The drone was already out there. So the drone, uh, the drone's pilot, mm-hmm. uh, who is a decorated veteran lifeguard, mm-hmm. Uh, was able to get this thing, it's called Gert, out to the swimmer's position, drop the pod, and uh, and then in a few minutes, they uh, were able to save them. That's incredible. Yes, technology. And, you know, Australia is just surrounded by beaches, you know, and there's right. people from all over the world that... You know that come and swim. I mean, my husband nearly drowned in the in the um, Great Barrier Reef years ago. Wow! You know what I mean? And he just was lucky enough to have somebody come and like save him. But man, that's great. That's great news. Right? These are these are ways that technology is a positive. Like, exactly. use your drones for that, not to be creepy. <laughs> exactly. Good segue oh into God. Craigslist. Uh, exactly. But actually, before we do, uh, I do want to. I've been teasing people about this, and people have been asking me about this, so I need to read it now. Seven things you shouldn't touch. If you want to avoid the flu, Mm. all right, it is flu season, which by the way, I have my own conspiracy theory around flu season, quote unquote flu season. Chris is shaking his head. He knows what I'm talking about. How is there a season for this? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Um, Uh, So, right, right. Yeah, man. It's on a lot of drugs. Get everybody, yeah, program everybody to believe that right now. Hey, that's how it works. Mm I want to read this also because we've got... Uh, in fact, my entire staff is out with the flu that uh, here at, at Music Mornings. So here are things to avoid. And I know that you're on an airplane a lot. Airplane, food trays, and seat pockets, number one. It's one of the, the number huh. one things to avoid. Okay. Um, nasty bugs can last for days. Uh, things can last for over, 90, uh, over 168 hours. Hmm. Things can last inside of places like that. Uh, oh. Yeah, oh, no, see, just see, like on like armrests and things like that Ugh. and food trays. Uh, sub, some of this is a bit um, 
I don't know, I guess common sense, if you will, but mm -hmm. you, you don't think about it so much. Subway turnstiles and bus ticket machines. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, avoid this if you can. Office, coffee stations, and water coolers. Okay. And, and, and in general, by the way, I am not mad at all that my staff is not here because they're <laughs> sick. Like, they, that's what they should, they, they should stay home, right? Like, that's the worst. It's like, if you're sick, I don't want you around non-sick people, getting other people infected. That's no good. Don't feel like you have to go to work. Uh -huh. um, anyways, uh, this one I was very surprised by. Liquid soap in washrooms. Liquid like the liquid washers. soap dispensers. Because bacteria like forms in there or something liquid. when it's supposed to be an antibacterial thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> liquid funny. soap itself can become contaminated with bacteria. Yeah. And one in four dispenser machines in public restrooms are contaminated with bacteria. I mean, sometimes I've heard people say, you know, don't worry about washing your hands. It's probably cleaner that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Right? That's that's a statement. That's crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so this article from the New York Post cites to bring your own. Ah. Just yet another thing to have to carry with you around Well, I around definitely town. carry wet wipes with me, you know? There you so go. When I have my bag, I definitely have wet wipes. Nice. For sure. I feel much cleaner and safer with those. That's Yeah. <laughs> and hand sanitizer, right. for sure. Uh, aisle seats in planes, trains, and theaters. Mm -hmm. I'm a person who likes to sit on the aisle, but they're saying they're saying that that obviously is the seat that gets touched the most as people huh. are trying to get into their seats. So that makes sense. Um, salt and pepper shakers. Huh. Never really even thought about that, oh, but in yeah, in a public restaurant, Ew. right? I mean, like, how often are those things really wiped down? Ew. Right? As a, as opposed to. The silverware in place settings, I mean, they're having to take those away, throw them in the dishwasher, this uh -huh. and that. But the salt and pepper shakers, mm -hmm. maybe never. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> exercise equipment at the gym. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. And yeah. I don't wear gloves. I don't wear gloves often at the gym. You, you need to wear gloves is what you're saying or you yeah, should? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I right. should. Yeah. You definitely should be washing your hands right after it. Right. Because you forget and you'd be touching but not, your mouth. But not be... with the soap from the liquid soap dispenser. <laughs> Right? I mean, exactly. But yeah, no, it's true. Like, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, most of us who at least are concerned about our health are in the gym and trying to like, yeah. oh, we're doing good for ourselves. Yet at the same time, now we're touching all this equipment. And yeah. they say, um, even with even with a uh, wiping down the equipment, mm. that rhinoviruses can still cling to the equipment after the cleaning. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so always carry a small bottle of hand sanitizer, wet wipes, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Be equipped, folks. Nobody said their phones, huh? You didn't no, hear about No, right. That's true. You phones know how are, nasty our phones are yeah. if you don't clean it every day? Yeah. Ugh. True. Went to, man, I probably cleaned my phone a couple days ago, but I should get in the But you see what I'm saying? We day. don't think about that. Yeah, no, no. Thing. Now the I'm staring at my phone like, man, <laughs> let me put that thing away. Like, who touched my phone? Who from my staff touched my phone in the last two days? I'm now a little bit concerned. It's also a bit of a state of mind, though. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. So I think it's a big part of it. Like, yeah. the mental thing, like, the yeah. whole, like, it's, guys, like, I don't, we need a little bacteria in our life. You know, true, true. Sometimes bacteria is good, right? Yeah, because if we're too anti that, then we're definitely going to be... You right, know, you have to kind of build up, build exactly. up the immunity for it. Well, I want to get into Craigslist. We're uh, excited to get into this. Are, are you ready, Chanel? <laughs> we're going to do this. Here we go. Let Yo. me set the mood. It's time for Craigslist.
All right. For those of you who have never heard this segment before, you are in for a treat. Oh, man. We have scoured Craigslist. There is a misconnection section on Craigslist dedicated to people who felt like they had a chance encounter, saw somebody maybe at Trader Joe's, as you mentioned, walk into their car, putting their groceries in their car, and we're like, I need to know who that is, but I'm too shy, nervous, mm-hmm. whatever, creepy, to go up to her and say <laughs> something. So instead, I'm going to be extra creepy and go online and profess my love for this person in hopes of them finding out about this. They should really need to change it to Creep Connections. Creep she Connections. should definitely be yes. Creep Connections. Creep Connections. <laughs> I might write that down. We might have a reboot of Craigslist and call it Creep Connections. Uh, I love it. But you found one okay, I found, that you want to that you want to read. I found one or two. All right. All um, right. Take it away, Chanel. Try to find a decent one. Okay. So, Huge Pregnant Beauty. That's the Ooh. title. To the beautiful pregnant woman who followed me into Walmart Saturday afternoon. We don't know if that's true. You followed me in, and I couldn't help but notice your big, beautiful round belly. It looks like you are about to pop. If you're interested, I would totally rub down that belly of yours with cocoa butter. Oh, wow. Yo! Wow. Yo! (laughs) Well, I mean, all right. So, there's a few problems with this. Um, Oh, my God. Let's assume, let's assume that this, this pregnant beauty was not married not in a committed relationship, despite the fact that she's having a baby next week. Um, but let's assume that. Uh-huh. Maybe she is looking for a little belly rub down. Oh, who my knows? God. Oh, my God. Who knows? This yeah, could be knows? it. You're right. Who knows? That's the, that's why it's so hard to, like, even read these. Because, like, wow, people think like this. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. All right. I, I've never know. One, I've got one from my friends in London here. Okay. Uh, this is Heathrow, Terminal 4. Man for woman in London. Here we go. You are beyond my dreams. The angelic lady all dressed in blue with the fur on the jacket to match. We spent two hours courting each other with our eyes. Oh, man. And then that moment of elation when you came all the way up to me only to turn around once again for like the millionth time. I know this is a long shot, but if you read this in the next few days... Dot, dot, dot. I don't know. I don't oh know. That sounds God. like that could be something. But but you see, that's the thing, right? It's like I've definitely looked somebody dead in the eye and didn't even realize I was doing it. And that could like cause all kinds of stuff. Like she likes me. Yeah. Or oh, she's checking me of out. Of course. Or oh, she's this. There was one time where I was like, sorry, bro. What did you, I, I know I was looking at you, but I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, you had you to say? apologize? <laughs> yeah, because he was saying something, you know? Ah, okay. He was like, hi, miss, can you do it? But I was zoned out, but I was looking him dead in the eye. And right. that's happened. That's a bad habit of mine, you know? But <laughs> it, <it's> like, <laughs> You're going to end up on, I'm going to find one about you over here, Chanel. Man, I need to dig a little bit closer here. I, I need here. to leave my sunnies on. That's what I need to do. I right. need to leave my sunnies on. Well, then you're going to get that. Then it would be yeah. to the beautiful woman with the sunglasses on. I know you were looking at me, even though you wanted to keep it discreet. You know, know. what I mean? Oh, my God. There's still going to be that. You have one more. You can't run away. Do you yes, have one I more, do. Chanel? All yes, right, I gonna, do. Let, me, let me set the mood again. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. A little me time for yourself. Free massage. Whoa. I prefer to massage a woman who is comfortable in her own skin and not afraid to be herself. Sensually, you know what you like. Respond with soft moans of appreciation and welcome a slow and easy pace to intimacy. 
You are willing to relax in my hands and be satisfied. You deserve a little me time. I can happily provide it. Treat yourself to a relaxing full body massage. I can visit you in the comfort of your home or I can use my bed. <laughs> Guys, like. Or, or I could use my bed. <laughs> like, what? That, got, that was all the way. That was like nice. And then it got to the point where it's like, all right, now you're a creep. Oh my God. Now you're a creep. Stop Dude. being creepy. <laughs> Stop being. All right, I've got, <clears throat> I've got one here. That is probably the capper here. This is um, I just found this. Okay. This is from Houston. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, just boy. the title alone. Here we go. My ex mother-in-law. Let's hook up. No. Man for woman. Yes. You know who you are, Carmen. I see you. I see you get turned on when we flirt. Hit me up and let's get this moving. No one has to know. You, 30s, petite Latina, caramel, juicy ass, big dark nipples, <laughs> petite. Me, 40s, white, Hispanic, muscular, masculine, no tats, clean shaven. What? Yo, I what? can't. I can't. But here's the thing. Wait. This is his ex mother in law, but she's in her 30s, which is possible. <laughs> which is possible. I mean, anything is possible. But there's something here that doesn't quite add up. Yeah, there's definitely something that doesn't add up. I mean, is it just the title to get, like, attention? Maybe to get attention. Maybe it's... Maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Make sure your nipples are dark out there, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. Craigslist. Oh, man. Always a good time. Craigslist is. Chanel, I want to thank you for coming thank in. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I'm glad that you were <laughs> able to make it in. I'm very excited about everything that is coming up. Let, let everybody know, too, what is going on because after this has now aired, I'll also be podcasting this. This will go up on my website. For anybody who wants to listen back to this interview, you can get that on hopaworld.com. Uh, we'll be sending out links to all of that. But mm-hmm. uh, let them also know like what is what is coming up for you. That you can talk about. There's a lot of top secret things that I know that you have coming up, but... Um, well, I definitely will be going back to Japan to shoot, um, you know, a video for a theme song for a movie out there that I uh, will be releasing or Ooh, have released. Nice. Um, but I'm definitely here in L.A., you know, in creation mode, and I'm going to be performing hopefully in somebody's city soon. Um, but y'all can definitely follow up and find out on all of my social media outlets. Everything is under at Chanel World. My Instagram, Twitter, everything is at C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E World. Nice. Yes. Nice. Very nice. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. want to remind you to follow those seven steps to avoid <laughs> the flu. We don't need anybody else being taken out by the flu. And clean your phones. Yeah, clean your phones. <laughs> bring your own hand sanitizer. <gasps> Don't use the soap in the bathroom. <laughs> Don't use the salt and pepper shakers. So now you got to carry your own salt and pepper. Yes. That, that's what you got to do, too. Got to carry your own salt and pepper. Um, I want to also remind people, for those that are tuned in and in the Los Angeles area, tonight I will be doing a session with my buddy A-Track, uh, my girl Kittens, my man Arabian Prince. That all happening down at Into Action. That's happening downtown L.A., uh, right off of Spring Street. You can find that on my social media as well. I've got the flyer up on my Instagram at DJ Hapa, H-A-P-A. Come out. It should be good. We're going to be talking about the social power 
of music and also doing uh, free DJ lessons. That's awesome. When else are you going to get a free DJ lesson from A-Track? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Awesome. Uh, so if you're in the L.A. area, make sure to come out and check that. Also, I should point out, this is a part of Into Action, which is this 10-day um, activation going on in downtown L.A., really uh, inspiring people, uh, you know, creating this platform for what we're calling artivists. So like artists, activists, how they all sort Love of come that. together. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of inspiring stuff down there. Uh, don't go anywhere. We've got more great music on the way all day right here on Dash One. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great one.